Welcome to Your Photography Mentor Podcast, a podcast dedicated to help you achieve your photography dreams, whether you're just starting out or you're a seasoned pro. Now here's your hosts, David Molnar and Rich Coleman. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I love that when I have a very special guest on first off today to address the elephant in the room. He's not an elephant. He weighs 84 pounds, but I was completely dressed differently when he saw me last. So I got to watch him just laugh. Um, I'm here because Thanksgiving's over, which means we can talk about Christmas. Christmas is here and I, I have some exciting news. TPM merch, TPM merch is, is fully here. So to take off the Christmas spirit and put on the photo mentorship spirit, if you guys can let me know in the comments that you bought some TPM swag, I want to know. Okay. So TPM stuff's here. We're going to talk a lot about that. Um, I'm super excited because I love it when I get to interview somebody that inspires me and he'll be lame that I said that, but it's true. This is somebody that I've been aware of for 20, no, for 20 years, for 12 years. And, um, at first, I was intimidated by this guy, and then through the most roundabout, crazy way, we've become friends, not best of friends. That is my 2023 plan. My 2023 plan is to be best friends with this guy and to steal him away from another friend of mine. Um, but if you guys are into sports photography, um, that is what this guy is all about. So without further ado, no, he's not my brother. No, we're not related. No, we're not married. This is my friend, photographer extraordinaire, Joel Coleman. Joel, welcome. Hello, Rich. Thanks for having me. No worries. It's like hotter than uh, anything in here. So I'm, I'm going to take off my, yeah. my photo mentorship beanie. I'm going to take off my photo mentorship hoodie. That was a very Maybe. impressive wardrobe change. Because, like you said, we were we were chatting before off camera recording. Yeah, and yeah, that's okay. This makes more sense. It feels it's more me. I'm I'm going after um, what's uh, Rudolph the claymation? There's like his little oh, yeah. his, that that's what I'm doing with like the little classic thing. Oh, it's classic. But, you can do it. You know what we should do, Joel? Tell me. We we love giving stuff away. It's like we give oh. away. We probably give away. 15 to 20 cameras a year. We give away Amazing. hard drives. We, we give away. Stuff all the time. I think we should give away some photo mentorship stuff. I believe. Please. What I need you guys to do right now is share this live. Share this live right now. And you guys can be entered to win some swag, whether that's a Christmas Ooh. ornament with mine or David's face on it. Ooh. Look at that. Look at that Rembrandt I'm doing to myself right Great. here. I see, I see what you did there. It's, a little it's, warm. It's yeah. Decent light. I David bought this tree. I've been spending a crap ton of his money lately. He actually hopped on a call yesterday where I was talking to my video guy about something I just purchased. And he was like, what did you buy this time? But I'm getting smart. I'm spreading it out between different company cards. So it yes. doesn't look like it's all coming from smart. me. All smart. right. Another thing we need you to do. Um, somebody on my team. I'm going to put your, I forgot to add your, your, your hashtag. That's okay. I'm, I'm dyslexic too. Um, so we're, I'm also going to ask you to follow this beautiful fellow to my right maybe your left i don't know how the camera's doing it yeah, over there yes we can high five ready 
Uh, we missed completely. Um, I want you guys to follow this guy on Instagram because he's he's a photographer extraordinaire. Um, you do a little bit of everything. Is that fair? Yes. Yeah, that's, um, I think, the the safest way to describe it. But definitely sports are a lot of fun. Sports are a lot of fun. We're going to spend most of our time on sports. So if you guys have any sports photography questions, any any sports photography problems you have, we, we brought on the the master himself. So I'm going to show this comment so they can follow you there. Um, follow Joel on Instagram. And you know what? If you follow Joel on Instagram, I'll also let you win something merch wise. So you get Ooh. one for sharing this. That's an opportunity to win um, an opportunity to win. If you follow Joel Coleman, or as I like to call him the better Coleman, oh, I've been calling you that flattery will get you everywhere, Rich. I gotta for say. over, for over a decade. Man. Um, but yeah, welcome, welcome to us. This is this is us. We are an online community where we're dedicated to just helping photographers. Um, we have a membership where they can come in and they can learn about real estate photography. Um, they can learn about weddings. They can learn about animals. They can learn about any type of photography you want. That's what we do. But at the core of that, it's our goal and our vision, our dream, just to help other photographers win. Because I know, because me and you went to the same college, that college can let you down. Um, that you can leave college without having learned too much. The networking I made was great. Um, but I didn't learn what I know now from school. I learned it from trial and error, years and years of messing up. Um, and that's kind of what I want to focus on today. Because I David hired me because I messed up more than anybody. So I don't know... I've been paid to shoot sports. I've shot some like high school plays and things like that. But what I love about the photo mentorship is when I don't know something, I bring on somebody who's a beast at it. And Joel, that's who you are. But let's start. Let's go backwards in time. Okay. The year is 2008, seven? Seven, yeah. 2007. Um, and I was an idiot in those days. I had the Coleman shots written all over my car. Yeah, I remember yeah. Um, and which is bad because when you flip somebody off or you cut somebody off, they call the company phone number and they're like, Hey, one of your employees. And I'm like, I'm so sorry he did that. I can't believe it. Um, He's fired now. Don't worry. Yeah. 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 Don't worry. We let, we let him go. Um, it ruins your testimony, all those things. Um, so I had Coleman shots on my car and photography. Like that's just kind of how I was known at school. Cause I switched my freshman year from being like, guitar player, music guy, rich to photographer guy, rich. Cause I can make uh, money doing that. Um, and then there was this guy named Joel Coleman who everybody just thought I was And like, no offense. I'm going to be mean real quick. Um, uh, your work was so ahead of its time. Like it had that, I'll say it cause he's a buddy. He had that Jeremy Cowart, like that roughness to it, mm -hmm. that like authentic photojournalism style that like I just hadn't learned yet because I was an idiot. And I was like, no, I'm not him. Um, so at first I was like, who the heck is this guy? And number two, it was like, it, it put you on my radar. And I was like, okay, okay, this guy. And you kind of, um, you kind of were a photographer out the gate. Like what, what, are, what are your humble beginnings in photography? I have no idea. So I'm excited to learn. Okay. All right. I'll try and make this short. Um, yeah, you, you have eight seconds. Okay, great. Originally started, um, I... I got into photography the very first time. I was on a missions trip with my dad. Um, we were in South Korea, and we brought along a little point-and-shoot camera. And, the good Korea. Um, it was a lot of fun because 
while we were over there, I think it was something about travel photography where I just started taking photos while we were around. And I remember taking this one photo in a city. And then looking back at the photos afterwards, I just remember there was something about that that was super interesting. I didn't know what it was at the time. Now I know principles of art, composition, complementary colors, uh, rule of thirds, like so many things that make sense now. But at the time, I just thought it was an interesting photo. So that's really where it started. And then I started to read more about it and started to save up for my very first camera, the very noble Nikon D50, all mm. six megapixels of it. And then- um, That was huge back then though, come on. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, we were like sick. I remember the first yeah. time I bought an eight megapixel camera, I was like, dude, this is great. It's almost yeah. as good as film. That's right. Um, yeah. And from there, I started to shoot more stuff um, for my school's yearbook. And I went to a really small school, so there was a lot of opportunities to shoot a lot of things. Um, I got my very first very crappy long lens that I started to shoot sports with that um, even though technically I wasn't, able to do a lot of the things that I can do now with that gear. Now I look back, I'm like, oh yeah, I can see what I was trying to do and where I was able to, like you said, just mess up a lot of times until you're able to create the type of images that you actually want. Um, came to school and I didn't know if I wanted to do uh, photography as a job because I didn't want to lose my interest in it. So I chose mm. to study design. Um, and when I was here, uh, when I got to school, I, uh, one of, it was actually my older brother. He was like, Hey, you need to meet the university photographer. Like he's been there a while. Like just go meet him. I was like, okay. So less? Go. is this, is, it, yeah. is this less? I go we, need and I, the, we need to have him on the podcast. He's such a, that'd be a lot of fun. Man. We may need yeah. longer than an hour though. That'd oh, he's the man. Though. Um, so I just found this photographer. It was, I remember one of the times it was shooting a, a basketball game and I just, just kind of like wouldn't leave him alone. I was like, freshman Joel here. I'm like, hi, I like photography and just like wouldn't leave him alone. And eventually he was like, okay, uh, do you want a student worker job? Like it's like 18 hours a week. It pays you nothing. And I was like, yes, absolutely. <laughs> so from there, I was able to learn from a number of photographers that had been shooting for longer than I'd been alive. And it was just so interesting to see that I could do this as a job and still learn from it and still really enjoy it. And hmm. that was a huge point in my life because um, just doing that as a student worker, it's like 18 hours a week, um, I learned so much. So in a lot of ways, that was my photo mentorship because mm. in 2008, like, I think the biggest thing that I want, that I'm excited about this community is that it is exposing people that are interested in a variety of different facets of this craft to people that, oh, I didn't know that this was a thing, that you could do this as a job or as a hobby and just continue to learn from it. Like, this is awesome. I'm... I'm super stoked to be here and to be a part of this. So, well, yeah. don't don't mess up, don't mess up, and we'll keep you around. Oh boy, um, rock and roll. Well, number one, like I like I love I love going off book, so I apologize. Bring you just on. said something great, and you already like rounded it out. But like, what is the value of 
like mentorship to you. Cause like you can go online and you can learn stuff. Yeah. Um, and you can even go on YouTube and learn stuff, yeah. but there's a beautiful power of having somebody come beside you yes. and show you how to do something. That's why we love workshops and in-person events. Yes. And we teach, we teach very um, like workshoppy, if that makes sense. Like, David was my actual mentor. So like, it's great to now mentor other photographers, but without me even asking you or bringing it up or coaxing you into it, you said, Hey, I went to, I went to college. I found this. Basically you told star Wars. You're like, Hey, I'm, I'm Luke. I don't know what I'm doing. And I found Obi-Wan Kenobi or I found Yoda. Um, And like, that's the, that's what people don't think about. They were, they just want to show up and be the hero. They don't realize they need Yoda or Obi-Wan Kenobi to impart wisdom and impart knowledge. So like, yeah. how was that, that time of mentorship? How did that shape you or change you? Oh man. If that makes sense. It, in a lot of ways, um, I think it is very easy to get stuck in the, like the newest and the, the newest gear is the best. And that, that was one thing that like, I love the nerdy gear part of photography because there's, it's the, merging of the creative and the technical and how those interplay that to say you don't necessarily need the newest thing is that's what Mm -hmm. i learned was that okay uh if i buy a good lens i can shoot sports for example with this really crappy entry-level camera for a long time like i used that lens for probably about a decade and changed camera bodies throughout that because the lens... I love that you're I love that you're learning us I tell people all the time I said marry your lenses and date the yeah. body that's what I tell people yeah. like your lenses are so important absolutely that's great I love because sometimes we get people on here they're like I have to have the newest whatever and I'm yeah. like eh. you might you might you, you might it might help that that car with heated seats and heating steering wheel might be awesome but you being able to drive yeah. any car at its peak performance is actually the win exactly also I love buying used gear because especially if I can get something that is like five years old, but the top one, it's great. Like it's built like a tank. It does all the things. It's super fast. And um, here's a plug for like collecting photo books. Like if you guys don't already be prepared to go down the rabbit hole of photographers that have created books of their own work over the years, like sports illustrated photographers, like looking back and seeing what people did in the like 70s and 80s on film, a lot of it manual focus with crazy long lenses. You're like, how did I, like, how did, how did they like, get a photo? And it makes you, it makes you really, feel like you suck. <laughs> really good at what they did. And they studied the sport. They knew what was going to happen. That's photography. I feel like we're going to keep kind of coming around to that. It's a mix of, I'll allow it. Um, it's a mix of being in the right place at the right time of knowing what could happen, but then hmm. a little bit of just like getting lucky because you never know what's going to happen at ultimately you want to be prepared for anything, but know that something, something really cool, something really magical might happen. And you're just there for it. That's awesome. And one thing I like about you, Joel, and again, I'm not, I'm not just kissing your butt because I don't do that. Um, that's David's job. Uh, I was like, Hey, Joel, tell me all the times you've been published and your, your pictures have been on ESPN or NCAA stuff. And you're like, no, I'm a working photographer. And you were kind of like, I wouldn't say like 
snappy about it, but you were like, no, I'm a working photographer. And I, I really liked that. That was like really fun for me to be like, oh, like this dude works for a living. So like as quick as you can, like no rush. Yeah. Like, no. what do you do? Like Joel Coleman, who the, who the heck are you? You're a photographer yeah. that knows Rich from college. Yeah. Um, and I have a funny story about your wife. I'll tell you in a minute. Perfect. Um, and, <laughs> and then like, what are you doing now? How did that evolve? You talked about, you never thought this could be a job. What, what, yeah. what the heck, who the heck are you? What do you do? Tell All me right. about Joel. So I am the managing photographer in the marketing department at Liberty University. And okay. basically what that means is um, I lead a team of staff photographers uh, who are full-time salaried, and we basically are part of an advertising agency for the university. And uh, the goal is that um, we're creating uh, the marketing pieces, whether it's brochures or pamphlets. Uh, we work a lot with our um, news and PR teams to do uh, a magazine that comes out a couple times a year. Um, we work a lot with our web team to get stuff for the website. Basically, any kind of front-facing um, advertisement for the university, we are a part of. And okay. when I first started, this will kind of dovetail into more stuff, I think. Perfect. So first started, um, we did a lot of um, event photography. So like we'll go and... Um, we would cover events, uh, whether it was like uh, convocations or a lot of sports, or uh, we would set up some promotional shoots. And those were a lot of fun. Um, and when I went full time in 2010, um, I kind of saw that what our clients were wanting was a lot more of that um, posed stuff that looked still looked natural. So instead of doing everything where we just kind of show up and hope that we create the best photo, um, we started shifting more into what are, uh, what are the things that we can do to make these type of shoots happen more often. So a um, little trade secret, a lot of what we do now is kind of set up, um, but we still want it to look and feel like a real moment, like it's actually organic. Um, and for me, that's one of the things that I enjoy the most is helping to create these moments that look and feel they, cause they actually are real. Like that's a bit yeah. commercial photography. Um, but still in a lot of ways, like harnessing those photojournalistic roots of how do we uh, not necessarily manipulate all situations, but some of them. To yeah. Make them how cool. to, how to make your style. Yeah. Like you're like, what I notice about your work is you breathe, that style. Cause I mean, fair, fair warning. I worked for Liberty university for about two months for the champion. I worked for the newspaper yeah. and that in, in introduced me to shooting sports and I, dude, I had no, like they were like, I started out, I was a musician. I found out that me bringing a camera to concerts could make me more money than me bringing a guitar. So I switched. Um, the first thing I, I think I ever got paid for might've been a winter fest, like true story. Oh, cool. Um, and it was cool. Cause I, I, I got to see a lot of bands that like when I was a kid were like, that was back when it was awesome. I don't know if it's still yeah. awesome, but Man. it was, it used to be, it used to be great. Um, yeah. like real band, real band showed up. Um, and I shot that, like, I think like my youth pastor at the time, like I just had, I had just gotten a digital camera. Like I think it was a Canon XTI and they're like, Oh, our photographer is didn't show up. You want to come shoot this? And I shot it and they paid me and it was kind of sick. Great. Um, and then I met a guy that worked at the, a guy named Alex at the newspaper. And he was like, yeah, just show up and shoot the event. And he didn't coach me or mentor me at all. He was like, 
hey, this basketball game starts at seven. I want you to shoot the whole thing. Yeah. And I went and I shot with a kit lens, an 18 to 55. Yeah. And I, I took horrid, horrid photos. Like it should have been fun. I should have took my time to look for those because, dude, they were bad. I remember getting on the yeah. cover of the champion with an out of focus picture. Because that's how it, it was ran back then. But I hear this we new marketing find, guy. We can probably find that if you oh, want. Please I can uh, check the archive. Uh, yeah, let's. You know what? We we okay. could do it. We 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 could do that. Uh, I don't care. I love embarrassing myself. Um, but one thing that's cool about what happened when you came in. Number one, Les is a he's a master craftsman. Um, he's a he's a great photographer. In that Yoda figure, um, but I love that you like stuck with it because I kind of hated it, and mm. I hated because nobody was helping me. And I think that's something yeah. that a lot of our students can probably relate to. You yeah. get frustrated with something because you're not getting the result you want. Mm. So you end up abandoning hope and nothing crushes a dream quicker than hope that has been extinguished. Mm. And I think that's something that we battle on a daily basis at the photo mentorship yeah. is um, helping photographers achieve their photography dreams yeah. by igniting a flame of that passion. I want you guys to be so passionate about photography that that's like all you care about. It consumes your mind. I want you, this sounds weird. I want you guys to spend your time in the shower thinking about photography. I don't want it to be about the worries of today or the thing you can't figure out or, you know, whatever stresses are, are in your life. Mm -hmm. I want you to spend that time thinking about photography because it, it can feed your soul. Uh, let me, let me, let me brag a little bit. Um, let's go to overview. I'm going to share your website. So I can show off my photojournalistic friend, Joel. Look at this. There it is. So Joel takes some great pictures, whether it's, you know, semi-posed or all the way posed. And I will say this looks better on a real screen. So don't, so don't judge it. But um, you have a very authentic um, I, photojournalistics, like timeless. Oh, look, that's Brett. I know Brett. We were in classes you do together. Oh, do a quick refresh on the page here. Oh, oh, oh sorry. Yeah. See if we got any, see if we did any updates. All right, cool. It did show. Um, Which one so, where are we going? Uh, no, this just shows kind of all of the different things visually that are on my mind. So um, the university life section over there on the left, that's a lot of stuff that uh, I put together to show, um, hey, uh, this is what it's like as a university photographer to make the school look cool. Yeah. Yeah. So if you go to that. So this is you, this is you at your peak. Like this is you doing, this yeah. is you crushing your job. And I'll say a lot of these are really difficult to do by yourself. I could totally do it by myself if you really needed to, but <laughs> being able to have a team and be a part of a team, um, whether that is going to like a photo mentorship workshop with other photographers, like that's huge um, to be able to be around other creatives and to help a vision actually come to life is something that I value the most from what I get to do now. And, and again, I'm, I'm going to compliment you again for a second. I, I will say you are very well-rounded. Can I say that? Um, that's yeah. one thing I like about our buddy Jeremiah too. It's like, you, you have a niche for sure, but you are also like, you're very well-rounded. Like you could take pictures of people. You could take pictures of events. Um, like, I feel like there's not much I could be like, Hey, Joel, can you shoot this for me? And you'd say no to, yeah. um, but it's awesome that like, like, I feel like we're going to get a lot of questions. So if you have questions, please put them in the comments. Um, cause I'm going to kind of walk Joel through some other questions I have and stuff, cool. but I want you guys to get your questions answered here. That's, that's why we're here. 
dude, this is so cool. Um, gosh, what's your favorite? I'm at, this is off book. What's Bring your favorite up. focal focal length for shooting a sporting event? Um, if I'm shooting sports, I mean, it's hard to go wrong with 400. Um, just okay. because, uh, I as the photographer want the people that are looking at the images to be able to feel like they are there. Um, to be able to like like see the faces of the athlete because that's not something you can typically see um, whether it's a broadcast because a lot of times the broadcast is going to be, you know, a little bit, maybe a little elevated. Um, and uh, um, yeah, it just helps to be able to bring that action closer to. Yeah. You get to be in the action without being a part of the action. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Oh man. I'm excited to, I'm going to, I'm going to let them ask questions, but I know that like, like how do you, like you, like he, Joe, Joel can shoot inside or outside and it, and it works yeah. in a freezing mode and they're your freezing motion. Yep. I mean, Joel, you know what we really need? Tell me. We really, we really should make a course. The photo mentorship should really be working on making a course about sports oh. photography. Well, that sounds fun. That does. Doesn't it sound interesting? Yeah. I think uh, that'd be really neat. Um, okay. So I'm going to let you guys ask questions. All right. I'm going to get to your questions in a minute. I'm just letting them compile real quick. Um, I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep, perusing your website as we talk if that's oh, yeah. okay um yeah. so you do this and this is your job so all the time you have a camera in your hand um there's two facets of your job that i like i love that you are teaching your people that work for you like you're 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 able to instruct photographers yeah you're you have that that ability so if you have a question about sports photography now's your now's your time uh, but how, like how do you handle like burnout like when you're shooting all the time or like yeah. you're in march madness at a, a d1 yeah. school like how do you handle burnout from being at a yeah. shoot all the time how do you, Man, how do you i'm so glad that you asked that because that is something that right now like as a as a managing photographer with like a staff of like full-time photographers and also with a bunch of student worker photographers, like it is really important to kind of set that expectation because like you said, I've been doing it for a little bit. So you kind of know that there are times when, when your hobby becomes a profession, it can hmm. be very difficult to still like love it. And uh, um, for me, what uh, was it really important to me uh, in 2017? So I had been doing this for 17, yeah, 2017, I've been doing it for seven years, um, full-time staff, it is my job, and um, got to a point where I was just, I was creating work that I was still proud of, but it wasn't my work, it wasn't necessarily my ideas. So what I wanted to do was to create a, uh, um, a portfolio or a, a grouping of work that would be what I would like to get hired to shoot one day or that I just want to be able to have um, creative control over just to like, just to have fun. Um, because it, in a lot of ways, that's kind of what got me into photography at the beginning. Um, so uh, if you go to the studio portraits section, Rich, real quick, um, a buddy and I, I was visiting a buddy in New York. We rented um, a studio and we just had it for half a day. And uh, long story short, ran into uh, a buddy that I knew from college who was there to do acting. And I was like, you don't you don't need to do new headshots or anything, do you? And he goes, I always need new headshots. I'm, uh, <laughs> I would I would love that. I was like, great. Can you bring Let's some people? It. We rented this studio in Brooklyn. And do you want to like 
make some photos. And he's like, yeah, absolutely. So um, from there, it was really fun to just create without a lot of um, things that I necessarily needed to deliver. Um, it was a really important time for me. So because of that, um, made a little studio downstairs in my basement here. Um, and that was, especially pre-COVID, a great time to say like, hey, friends, come over. I have this idea that I want to try out. Let's just play around with light in the studio. I have this idea. Um, and they'd be like, great. Yeah, let's, let's go for that. So um, a lot of stuff in here was either... Um, in my basement studio with a roll of white paper and some speed lights, um, or it was in that uh, at Brooklyn studio. And it was just a really like 2017, 2018 created a lot of personal work, which for me was a lot of fun. That's cool. It's, it's fun to get re-inspired that um, yeah. me and me and you share a mutual friend um, named Jeremiah Skinner, the tech wizard and an excellent photographer. He he would never admit that, but he's, he's brilliant. Um, but that's why I went to Iceland the first time. It was just to like fall back in love with photography because weddings had become work and I hated it. You know, like you understand that. So that's yeah. cool. So like when you get burnout, you didn't just stop. Right. You went, right. You went further. You went in. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I'll say, like, especially when you were talking about like thinking about photography all the time, um, that's something that even now I have to intentionally look for those like little moments where um, we try and call it like just like looking for wonder, like seeing how the light reflects through the window off this piece of glass and then just seeing like how it sparkles. It could be something that you photograph or it could just be something that you appreciate. And for me, like noticing light is something that like it or not, it just kind of, is just always there to know like, okay, this is, this is some pretty light uh, in this room right now. We're like, Oh, this is some garbage light. I hope I don't have to shoot anything in here. So dude, that's funny. Noticing, were you, um, noticing light goes along. Were way. you a V were you a V car major? I was, yes. Me, yes. me too. Um, the, and your wife, your, your, your wife was, right? Yep, yep. I, be, I believe I met her first. I think I met her yeah, in a year class with, Jer, with a Jeremiah, I believe. Mm -hmm. So it's funny because she was kind of curious about my last name too. So I won't, I won't tell the world that we, we dated first or anything. Because <laughs> like so. it's not true. She wishes. Again, she got the better Coleman, so I oh, I, fu I right. fully understand it. Um, I'm going to interject some questions in here, if that's cool right. with you. Yeah. Um, so Shonda wants to know, do you mind telling us your basic starting point when shooting indoor basketball? Ooh, okay. Um, I always know, uh, especially for sports, I'm going to need the fastest shutter speed that I can get uh, in order to stop the action. Uh, so for me, uh, it's probably going to be about a thousandth of a second, um, 1250, 1600th of a second if I can. Um, then I'm going to be as wide open as my lens is going to allow me. Um, if that's 2.8, then great. If that has to be, um, if that has to be uh, five, six, I hope it isn't. But if it has to be two, eight, then that could work. Um, and then um, for ISO, I always tell my team that I would rather have something that is sharp um, and noisy instead of really clean and blurry. 
So you mm. have to be able to stop the action unless you're going for something of um, where there's like some motion blur for a reason. Whatever ISO you need in order to to get the job done, but you still need to be able to stop the action. So does that make sense? No, I like what you said. You said you told your team you'd rather have a noisy, sharp photo than yeah. a blurry, blurry photo is basically what you a said. Blurry, clean photo, um, yeah. Yeah, that's that's actually that's actually brilliant. Um, so that's interesting because I don't think like that. You know, I'm always like shoot as low as you can. But you know, there are moments like like number one, I'm gonna I want I want better questions. I want I want to not that Shonda, that was a great question. I'm just gonna expound upon it. I'm an idiot. Forgive me. So I show up to a basketball game. The fluorescent lights are nightmares. Um, uh, my first question is: Are you changing your white balance? Are you yeah. AWB? Um, I will probably, especially if it is fluorescent, I'll try and get as close in camera as I can, because I, I, five being out and about and creating pictures, I don't love sitting behind my computer editing. I know that there are some photographers that that is their thing. I like to try and get it as close as I can in camera. So that way I can go and like deliver the photos to whoever needs them and then go on to the next thing. Um, I, I will say you're probably a unicorn too. You're probably having to deliver photos almost in real time. Like you're yeah. probably giving over, are you giving over cards to somebody there on a laptop? Is that how that works? No, you just gotta, uh, if I'm flying solo, then uh, you just gotta time it, right? So you're okay. Like, okay, um, I'm gonna go and deliver either at the end of this quarter or this half. And then you just kind of keep an eye on, like I start a timer and when halftime starts, uh, or the quarter break. So I know how much time until the team comes out and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, you gotta be able to, um, what well, I think it, I think it, it speaks around. to a really good, a really good point that we teach. Um, the goal, I think the goal of any photography, honestly, the cameras are great these days, but the goal is to take a great picture in camera. I think that's why I was successful at weddings. Cause I could literally show my camera to my bride and groom and they're pumped cause it looks yeah. good. I'm taking, yeah. I'm making a good picture great by editing. I'm not making an okay picture passable. So I think that's brilliant. And what you said about your ISO, your shutter speed and your depth of field, your, your aperture. Um, he's getting it right in camera. Cause number one, you're making a good picture. Great. And number two, you know, get it right in camera. Like if you're shooting really dark and everything's coming out dark compensate like photography is this game of compensating by staying within bounds and it sounds like yeah. the game joel is playing is your iso needs to be higher because the moment matters um and he wants a sharp he wants a fast enough speed to freeze motion because shutter speed again it's that it's that you know your mirror either goes up and then there's a shutter that opens and you get to see that uh don't do this at home folks there's a sensor back there it's Green? No, I haven't broken that one. Where's the one I broke? <laughs> I broke this one. So you can actually see that. That green thing is the image sensor. Okay? So when Joel's talking about shutter speed, he's talking about how fast he's actually taking a picture of the exposure. So what Joel just said is, I want, like, the most important thing is freezing motion. And that's what shutter speed does. Um, I was just in Iceland, and I showed the waterfall is moving. And that was a slow shutter speed because I wanted to show motion. Joel wants to freeze motion. And I want to niche down specifically, like what's a good speed? Like if I'm shooting a sport, like 
I know it can change, but like generally where are you at speed wise that you've noticed? Number one, before you answer that, how many sporting events have you shot? Like ballpark it. Ballpark Several it. thousand. Uh, probably. <clears throat> so we should listen to you. <laughs> <laughs> Just been doing it a little bit. Doing it a little bit. Uh, um, I always start at a thousandth of a second. Um, okay. In, uh, in very few situations where I don't have a lot of great light or my ISO, like I know the max that I want to go with my ISO, just because your camera can go to 102,000 ISO, that, that might be a little bit too far for whatever you need. So like, I know Amen. like, on especially depending on camera cameras, exactly. Um, I, especially if I'm buying like these older pro cameras, um, I know like, okay, maybe 6,400 is the max that I want to go. So instead of a thousandth, uh, I could probably drop it to like 800 and still like get most of the way Freeze there. The so, you, but then you just kind of have to be um, even more on it with just like sports photography techniques. Like if I'm going to be shooting uh, with a long lens at a slower shutter speed, like if I have to drop to like a 500th or a 200th or something like that, then I'm going to make sure that everything else is going to be tracking with that action. So that way I am able to create a good image. So like, I'm going to like brace my arm into my, like into my side. And then are you monopodding at all? Or is this, are you all freehand? Are you monopodding or are you freehand? Uh, if I use a long lens more than a 70 to 200 and yeah, but if it's a 70 to 200, then I'll probably just handhold. Yeah. Yeah. The tuck there. Um, or yeah, yeah, no, no, we'll, we'll stick with that. Um, <laughs> so this hand is holding the entire weight and then this hand is just worrying about, um, shutter. That's, that's really helpful because then you're not trying to hold the lens like this and then like. It's just another extra thing that your body gets tired holding and you're not going to get good, sharp images. So, yeah. And I'm going to clarify that just because I know my students so well. Please. Just because, please but just because Joel can shoot at one eight hundredth of a second or 800 miles an hour does not mean you can. I'm telling you guys, a good safe place is 1,000 to 2,000. Like, yeah. let, that be, let that be a starting point and you pivot from there. So Absolutely. your shutter speed, your shutter speed's locked in. So now the only two things you're factoring are your ISO and your aperture is there a standard aperture that you just found that really works well with sports in your opinion this is preference this is not gospel this is what he thinks yeah um i mean from for me i'll do as wide open as the lens um will let me because in a lot of ways i know that i'm going to need every bit of that aperture in order to get that fast shutter speed of a thousandth of a second okay. or two thousandth um if you know that your lens like is really soft at 2.8 and it's better to shoot it at 3.5, then do that. Um, Listen, that's good to know. I, I didn't know if like, Hey, should I just shoot at five, six to make sure it's in focus? And you're saying, no, if you practice and you're comfortable, you can shoot at 2.8, which is a bigger hole. Absolutely. That's okay. So Absolutely. what that does, yeah. like number one, a lot of people don't realize as I say it all the time, that aperture, that hole in your, your lens, um, it's letting in substantially more light. It's not just a little bit like when you go from two, eight to three, five, 
Like there's double the amount of light. It's not a little bit. You're literally letting double the amount of light. So that's the same on most cameras. It has changed recently, which is stupid. Um, that's the same as going from ISO 200 to 400. Like your image is able to get that much brighter with aperture. So that's why we say, because a lot of people will buy, I'm so sorry if this offends anybody. I'm not a jerk. Um, if you're shooting sports inside, you're probably going to want a better lens that can have a bigger hole letting more light in. Um, because it's going to let your ISO be able to stay low. So mm -hmm. boom, Joel just solved all of your sports photography problems. He said, shoot it one, one thousandth of a second, shoot it 2.8. Now to make your picture the right exposure, meaning it's not too bright or too dark. The only thing you're changing and thinking about is your ISO. You get that ISO to where you want the brightness to be as the photographer, you get to pick when you take manual control of your camera. Joel just taught us how to get a proper exposure. And we're only thinking about one thing now, which is cool. But back to lenses, when you buy a cheap lens, an inexpensive lens, number one, it has really bad glass. And number two, the aperture is variable. So at 70, it's 3.5, which is okay. But when you zoom into 300, as you zoom in, that hole is getting smaller and your depth of field is getting wider. And let me, let me show you, I'm going to, I'm going to do a visual ex example. Is that okay, Joel? You forgive Please me do. for hijacking, hijacking your show. Okay. Here's auto ISO. Okay. I'm shooting right now 1.8. And as you can see, I have a really shallow depth of field. Okay. Think about it like a pool. I'm standing at 1.8 feet of water. Only that 1.8 feet is in focus, but watch what happens when I go to F4. So as I go to F4, you're like, okay, holy crap, there's a table there. And it looks a like couch. a Pelican case. There's a Pelican case open. Like, oh, Rich's office isn't clean. And then we're going to go to F8. And you're going to see, wow. Like, okay, Rich has a locker, a guitar, a picture of New York City. And like, just for a dramatic example, this is what happens when you have a crappy lens. It, when you zoom in, it's shooting with everything in focus. And you're losing, like my camera's like, wait, stop it. I hate you. Um, it won't grab my eye, but everything becomes in focus. Like my whole background, you can see that I have cameras up there and all that stuff. So what Joel is saying is because his cameras are smart, he likes to shoot with a bigger hole, letting that background become soft. And one thing, Joel, that you can tell me if I'm wrong. One thing I think is beautiful about that is because you're so zoomed in, you're getting compression. So you're getting great bokeh and great compression. So the background of that guy dunking a basketball is nice and soft because the camera, like the camera settings are just complementing everything you want as the photographer. Yeah. Yeah. And especially with sports, you want the viewer to know exactly what they're looking at. Um, something that I teach with my team a lot is make sure that you're getting clean backgrounds because if there are, um, whether it is signs in the background or cones or the referee with their like soccer refs with their, you know, the zebra uniforms, like if those are in the background, sometimes you can't do anything about it, but try as much as you can to have a clean background um, because it makes it easier for your viewer to know what's going on, to connect with your subject. Yeah. I love that. Janelle just said, thanks for that depth of field pool demonstration. I got in trouble for using that in a workshop. Um, 1.8 feet, not a lot is in focus or not very deep. F8, that water starting to get deep. F22, 22 feet, a lot is in focus. So that's just a, a thing that I'm, I'm works workshopping okay. with you guys live. Oh, hey, um, I don't know. I don't, I don't even know if I made that up or if I stole it. 
do you want to know a secret? Yes. I don't know how to swim. So the swimming really? pool demonstration, I just never learned. Uh, and I'm okay with that. That isn't me saying like, please, Rich, teach me how to swim. No, no that's typically the response you shouldn't have that told, I get. You, should, you shouldn't have told me that. Uh, what I about know. that picture of in the pool? Like when that underwater, was that you or somebody else? No, I, I did that when I held my breath. And uh, we we're definitely in the shallow end. So I get it. Well, I won't. I mean, I'm the guy you don't tell your weaknesses to. So mistake one. Well, if um, that is the, the worst <laughs> weakness I have to worry about, we just won't go to the lake, which I can go to the lake. I'm just I live at the ocean and you were, you were just here at the ocean. I know. Too. And you I did not go get into in. the water the, past the water where cold. I could stand. You got in the water? No, it was too cold. Oh, so that's if I, I were to, gosh. I just got to like touch the sand. So that's all. Have you been to the Outer Banks in season when the water's warm? No, I have not. Bro, now you got a guy that lives here. We can, I know, we can, I'm we so can go excited. A, just crash Jeremiah's vacation. He comes every year. Hmm, that's not a bad idea. And that, that dude hates sand and hates the ocean. I have no idea why he comes. It makes no sense. He's just <laughs> not working. That's a good point. It's just, he's just on his laptop in a beach house instead of a laptop You're right. at work. That checks out. It does check out. That checks uh, out. All right, I'm going to get to some of these questions. Um, uh, Linda wants to know, stadium lighting. It's a nightmare. How do you handle it? How do you handle that? She said in editing, but I want to know how you handle crappy yeah. stadium lighting. Um, okay, so I'm gonna try to, I'm, try to, I'm gonna see if you have any pictures of crappy stadium lighting first. Mm. I don't see any night pictures here, you son of a. Yeah. Oh yeah, well, oh, some uh, outdoor soccer stuff. Um, I'll say, yeah, you have to know where uh, where the light is going to be okay because, especially for a big field, like it's likely gonna like cross light so. Um, especially for like a big soccer field, which is gigantic. Um, you're, I am really only going to shoot uh, in the center of the field where there's going to be decent light. Um, so you're being, you're being tactical it, about how you're shooting. Where absolutely. You're shooting. And then you just kind of have to wait. And for me, what I know that I'm looking for are images that are going to be nice that the university will want to use for things. Uh, if I am there, like, uh, if I worked for a newspaper and I just needed to photograph like this athlete and the best thing that they did was like run for a touchdown along the side of the, of the field where there isn't great light, I have to shoot that and then figure that out. Um, but as a commercial marketing type photographer, I can kind of look at the situation and then make my best judgment on where hmm. is going to be a good location. So what I want to tell me if I'm wrong, Linda's a friend, so I can, I can, I can speak. Yeah. To her. Um, are you saying that you worry about that most on the front end compared to the editing end? It, I try to worry about it on the front end. Um, so that as way as much I, as you can. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, but if, if it happens and I have to pull up another stop, um, from an action because the athlete came out of the area of good light, um, then I kind of got to do it. Also, some, uh, some stadium lights and some like court, like basketball courts have garbage lighting. And especially for photographers, it can be a nightmare. I look back at some of my stuff that I shot in high school with my very sad lens and kit and my white balance was all off. And so try and get it as close as you can, knowing that, um, it's not, Sometimes yeah. so Lindo, shooting in raw can save your tail, 
Um, yes. I always try Somebody and find something that, that is like neutral, yeah. neutral to start as a point of uh, where we're going to click our white balance from. And then just look, then from there, I'll go and look at skin tones. Um, so I'll try and get it neutral and then look at skin tones. Um, also, people's skin always looks better warmer than cooler. So if you ever have to choose, just go a little bit warmer than cooler because... Or shoot cannon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cannon's so yellow. I, I want to say something. Linda, I'm sorry. I started to harp on this question. It's for you. Um, I believe, as someone who doesn't shoot sports, haven't in over a decade, what Joel said about like finding the right spot to shoot is key. Like, okay, the light is least crappy right here. I'm going to focus. Yeah. Like, this is my main, this is my hero. I'm like, I'm going to travel and move all around, but this spot right here is my spot. And another thing Joel is saying before we talk about raw and JPEG is Joel is saying it's iterative. You're making micro adjustments. You guys love cheat settings. That's why you guys love astrophotography. That's why you love master your camera. Um, I gave you a cheat setting for aperture. I gave you a cheat setting for ISO and shutter speed, but that's a starting place. So get start there and then improve on it. If you're not improving on every shot, you're not a photographer, you're a button pusher. So as a photographer, it's your job to like constantly involve and pivot your settings so that you get home and you have pictures you're happy with so that your client is getting pictures they're happy with, so that the school is getting pictures they're happy with. Because if Joel got lazy, same thing, if I was at a wedding and got lazy and I just put my settings on somewhere close and just shot and I took my heart out of the equation, your pictures are going to reflect that attitude. The best advice David Monar ever gave me, and I hate to talk well about him, um, he was visiting, um, Zach was here with his family, and he needed to borrow a camera because David doesn't own camera equipment. He's been stealing my equipment since day one. Um, so I dropped off a camera or a lens to him and it was like a hot day. It was wedding like number 40 of the year for me. I didn't want to go and I I'm headed to the wedding. He's like, oh, are you excited about the wedding? And I was like, no, I'd rather die than go to this wedding. And he's like, well, that sucks for your clients. And I got in the car and I was kind of like introspective. I was reflective and I was like, you know what? I can go take a picture, but like if my, if my attitude was better right now, the pictures would be a heck of a lot better. So pivot and improve your settings and also keep your heart in it. Don't just, you're not, you guys are not taking snapshots at a sporting event. You guys are trying to tell a story as a creative. And I, and I hate that word creative, but it's true. Like you guys are creative beings trying to take artwork. So you guys have to take your heart with you and you have to, we, um, Joel, we do story gear settings. That's mm. a really big thing. We started teaching what story are you trying to tell that dictates what gear you use and that story and that gear dictates your settings. So we've taught you that in this podcast and you just got to take your heart there with you. Is that fair to say, Joel? Sorry to hijack again. I no, do that. Bring it. Yeah, that's great. Bring it on. Uh, all right, I'm going to hit a couple of these questions real quick. Um, Cody says, how do you anticipate the refresh rate and banding that occurs in stadium lights. Cody, I love your badass mm. like tech questions. Like, thank you, oh, Cody. That's a great question. Cody. Cody's um, good. Cody, um, Cody shoots action sports. He shoots motocross a lot and stuff like that. He's, he's a brilliant sweet. photographer that needs to like realize he's amazing. That's I cool. Cody, let's hang out. That sounds awesome. What are you going to do about it? Cody? He's a dad now too. So like he probably won't That's shoot awesome. again. Um, as far as banding and refresh rate, honestly, like that's one thing that 
Um, sometimes newer cameras, like they have a, um, at work we use Canon and some of the, like the R6s have like different, like auto white balance settings or like a white balance fluorescent that takes into account that through, um, like some processing on the front end, as far as I'm aware. Mm -hmm. And then by the time that I get to it in, as a raw image, I'm able to just kind of fine tune everything as I need to. Um, I guess so, a better, maybe let me ask it differently for Cody. If you're shooting and you, and you notice that, how would you correct yeah. it? No, so like, we're not talking about cameras, possibilities and not possibilities. You're shooting and you're noticing, wow, like I'm actually seeing the fluorescent light in my image. What would your natural pivot to take good pictures be? In that case, I'm probably realizing that it is a shutter speed related and go one way or another, like either make yeah. it faster or slower. Speed up or slow down. Travel, probably try and slow it down a little bit because it is, if the camera is able to see all of that, then if I slow it down, it'll hopefully kind of even out. Yeah. But you kind of have to make a compromise somewhere else, whether that's going to be. Or, yeah, yeah, exactly. And try and get lucky. So. Yeah, I like that too, because that's what I would do naturally, not knowing sports. Because I've like been in a church room, like yeah. where I'm like, oh my gosh. Concerts. Or like, Concerts a, honestly, vid vid video, video, it's really bad. Like when you're doing yeah. video, you're like, holy crap, I need to like completely change real life to make that not work. Um, okay, uh, I'm going to bust through some of these, then we got to give stuff away because I want to be fair to your Ooh, time. Yeah. Okay. Giveaways. Um, okay, Laura wants to know, how are you nailing focus on subjects that are constantly moving? Ooh. And other um, subjects that are like when somebody gets in front, like, like what's the Joel Coleman approach to focus at a sporting event? Um, this is unfortunately an area where sometimes gear makes a difference because, mm -hmm. um, so at work Tracking. we use the Canon 1DX, uh, we have the Mark one and the Mark two, um, and their autofocus modes, like that was a camera that was built for sports and there are a variety of different no r3s autofocus. yet you guys aren't you guys aren't on the r3 yet no no because then it's like i have a we have a couple r6s but then it's like mirrorless everything and i got to get the long lenses for it it's a whole thing i get um, it i get it i need you to i need you to rent one i need you to rent one and play with it because it is so fast like i'm it, i'm it's, sure it is and it scares the it scares the fool I, I believe it i believe it um so with some of those autofocus settings, it's able to continue tracking a subject um, if another subject comes in front uh, of that autofocus point. Uh, so I'm using back button focus and I also will, um, sometimes I also have just uh, gotten used to letting off of back button focus um, in order to continue panning and then engage focus when I need to. Um, are you one shot or servo AI servo, um, especially okay. for just about everything. So that way my Can you explain? mind it makes the connection that when you're holding this down, it is going to be searching for focus. Also, I want to try and give the camera the best opportunity for nailing focus and try and get that autofocus point on an area where there's a lot of contrast. Um, and for a lot of times, like a Jersey numbers are going to be pretty good because it's trying to look for something to grab onto. If the jerseys are just like all one color or it's not super contrasty, 
it has a hard time no matter what. Okay. So I want to, I want to tell people this is for sports photography. If I catch you doing up all your portraits on Servo, I will find you. I will. It's like taken. Um, Servo, AI Servo, um, continuous focus on Nikon, continuous focus on Sony. Uh, What, what is Servo and why is that so helpful? Nutshell answer. Go. As long as I am pressing the autofocus button, whether it's back button or half pressing the shutter, it is going to be looking for where uh, it is going to be trying to obtain focus. It's going to continue. It's going to continue to focus as you're yep. focusing. Yep. So one shot, you push the button down and it finds focus and then it no longer looks for focus and it takes a picture, yep. which is great for portraits because they're not moving. Yeah. Um, I use servo primarily when the bride was walking towards me. And when I hold down, have to press my picture or back button focus, my camera is continuously finding focus, which is great for fast moving things. If the thing is not moving, please don't shoot on servo or continuous focus. All right. Um, Okay. Uh, People keep asking what your favorite lens is. He answered. He said it was a 600 at sporting events. Uh, Probably a 400, especially for sports. Okay. Um, Oh, although, um, so at work we use Canon. Uh, Personally, I have Nikon and then have also uh, some Fuji's for my own stuff that is just for fun that doesn't need to go anywhere. Um, and there was a period of time when I bought the gear that when I was getting into photography in 2007, I was like, oh, I would love to have this camera. So 12 years later, I actually went and bought uh, a D3. Um, and then at another time, I had a D3S. And <laughs> they're great because it like ergonomically is awesome. But I also bought a 200 to 400 F4. And that was a lot of fun. Like just to be able to zoom, um, especially for sports stuff, it was great. So I that that one might actually be my favorite just because be able to zoom and have a constant aperture and even still get to 400 millimeters. That was a lot of fun. All right, so I'm gonna let you answer this question. This is our last question, unless yeah. you ask a good one. Do you see this one on screen? Okay, if you're back button, do you turn off the main? Sh- yes, yes. So I will set um, back button to autofocus, and then um, I will set shutter to um, just like engage or like wake up the camera. So that way, hmm. it's taking the process of searching for and engaging the camera into two different things. And it's kind of muscle memory at a certain point. Um, Practice with it. You guys- With half-pressed shutter for a long time. Yeah. You kind of have to pivot and change that up, but that's just what I do. And that's how it works. Yeah, that's, well, I mean, I I trust you too. I like, I don't back button focus because I I never did, but I'm not opposed to it. It's like, what what works? Oh, I hate back button focus. That's so interesting. Isn't it weird? Yeah, it's just like one of those things that doesn't matter. Like. A, a poor a poor craftsman blames his tools, as my friend Moser would say. Um, it doesn't matter what you're using if you're getting the result you want. But like back button focus for a sporting event makes a heck of a lot more sense to me than yeah. like I, I was fr- brought up Canon, so like I never could grab good focus ever. It was like the center point halfway down recompose. That's I, that's how I spent my oh, whole career that's fair. because Canon yeah. because Canon couldn't focus. That center point was the only one. So I would, I would be yeah. like, I would push. I'd, 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 I'd be on Joel's face. I'd push halfway down, then I'd recompose to a good shot. And I'd oh, push yeah. Push the button. Um, cool. Joel, this has been great. Um, I believe we should highly consider – we should probably do a sports photography course sometime. Um, no way. Comment. No I'd comments. No com- comments from people. Um, 
you know what we need to do? Um, somebody on my team, put Joel's stuff up again, please. His his Instagram at Joel Coleman. I want you guys to follow him, and because I'm I can, and David's not around, I'm gonna pick four winners to win stuff. And you know what we're gonna win, Joel? I'm gonna share my screen. Oh boy, we're gonna let we're gonna let some people pick um some stuff from the merch store. So they're gonna go on here and be able to pick out a mug, a T-shirt. Freezing time is my superpower. Um, you come in here, editing and wine kind of day. Joel, this looks like it would be you. Honestly? Probably, I mean, probably in really raspberry. Cozy. In raspberry? I mean, that looks pretty good. But you can come on here and order your shirt, and it ships straight to your house. Um, but we have this new merch store we're excited about. Just telling you guys about. So we're going to pick four winners, but you have to follow Joel right now. That's the rule. Um, and you come on here and pick. Everyone's a photographer until manual mode. <laughs> can I get it? Can I get an amen on that? Ugh, That's so true. funny. Um, all right. So, Joel, what I'm going to do is my team is picking winners, and I'm going to let you pick who is the winner. Oh, because this is your this is you. You're the oh. you're the hero today, not oh, me. Um, all right. Here we go. So, I'm an IG. Last couple seconds. Here we go. I just sent it to you. If you want to. I don't. I had. I used to have a drum roll machine and everything, but it has all left me. It's all gone. My son steals stuff. Do you see it? Oh, I man. sent it to with you in the, the in, in the, the, the in the private hat swap for the merch. All right, you got that? Yeah, these are the winners. Those are the winners. I was I was going to let you. Okay. You get to you get to pick. I don't okay. want to. I don't want to dissuade you or suede you but you can persuade mm. me to tell the winners mm. so like like sue brock wade could win is that what you're saying sue brock wade you're win. you won somebody from our team will reach out to you and you get to pick up a, a t-shirt or a hat or a, a christmas ornament with my face on it which is probably which, the, the best not that you should I mean, re-gift any of these but i mean how how dope of a white white elephant gift would that be you know or like the best Christmas present ever given. It's almost as good as like the first Christmas. It's like, we'll call it, we'll call it the second Christmas. <laughs> uh, not to Duran, not to Duran all in all on and on about that. But what's, who's our second winner, Joel? How about Rebecca Duran? Rebecca, congratulations, Rebecca. You've won a shirt or something from our store. Hope you guys from are getting excited. our store. You should be. Um, I don't know. Any, I, I I know this lady, so I, I can't like I can't like think of. I don't want to make fun of her name. I do, but no. I don't know how to. Okay. Well, maybe horses maybe nay. Don't. I don't yeah. know. So she, can Sheila win? Is that Sheila? Sheila nay. Congratulations, Sheila. You won. We love you. I love people are like shut up. Are you telling me to shut up because I made fun of your name? Or are you telling me to shut up because you won? Harsh. I'm just kidding. Who, there's right, no, no way to know. There's no way to know. Yeah, you know, yeah. The, um, when we were at school, there was a town center, but that's gone. So it's kind of like the Townsley has oh, left the building. That's funny. I bet that was I. I bet that was a hard joke to understand. Oh, because our our fourth winner is Brett Townsley. Brett Townsley, congratulations, Brett! You've just won a free TPM something, photo mentorship something, Joel. I love you. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to go ahead and schedule something. I want you to go live in the photo mentorship where we can love like it. really niche down and specific. So this I is public because I want to show people your beautiful face. 
Uh, but let's get a live scheduled inside of the photo mentorship because the it. students seemed super pumped. This would be super fun. I'd love it. <clears throat> All right. Um, I'm going to leave you guys with the video because I love multimedia. Let's pick something. <clears throat> let's do, we just had a huddle. No, we just had a workshop and we were talking about workshops. I'm going to play a little, a recap from a workshop. You guys have a great day, Joel. Thank you so much. Follow Thanks, him on Instagram, give him some love and uh, Venmo him a million dollars. That's your, oh boy. your, your Christmas goal. Your wife would love that. All right. <laughs> see you guys. Love you. Spotify so you never miss out on news and events. Give us a rating on iTunes or simply tell a friend about us. It helps us get the word out so we can help more people reach their photography goals.